We're going to continue today walking through the book of Acts. Now, today we're going to come to Acts chapter number two. Now, if there is a kind of a motto that you could just kind of speak over this chapter of the Bible, this is a chapter packed with power. And you're going to see it from the very beginning of this chapter to the very end, because what this day is known as is the day of Pentecost. So this is 50 days after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's what the Bible teaches us of the day of Pentecost. Chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. And so here are those believers once again gathered in one place waiting on the coming of the Holy Spirit. In obedience, they were doing that which Jesus had told them to do. They were waiting on the promise of the Father, the giving, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in verse number two that suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. Now this, friends, certainly is, is, an, is an amazing moment in church history. This moment when the Holy Spirit for the first time is going to come down and indwell the hearts of men. Now remember that in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, it was beyond the veil and the Holy of Holies inside the temple. And in order for you to be in the presence of God, you had to be a certain family. Then you had to be the high priest. And only that person once a year could go beyond the veil and be in the presence of God. Now this time, because the perfect sacrifice of Jesus has been made, now because of that, the Holy Spirit no longer dwells beyond the veil in a temple somewhere. Instead, now the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. And so the Bible says on this day, there is a sound like a mighty rushing wind, violent rushing wind coming down from heaven and it fills the house. In my mind, as I, as I think this out, I can just imagine a few years ago, my wife and I and my children were living down in South Carolina and there was an earthquake one evening. And I'll never forget the night. Our kids were in bed and uh, Summer and I were in the living room. And just all of a sudden, off in the distance, we heard this, this roaring sound. It just like this. And it just gets closer, closer, closer. And then all of a sudden, the entire house begins to shake all the way across. And then it just goes right on out the other side of the house. And Summer and I both said, what just happened? It was the oddest thing. We could hear it coming. The house was rattled and then it moved on. And we found out later that it was actually an earthquake. Well, friends, in this case, I, I kind of imagine it being the same way. It's, it's they hear the sound coming down and suddenly this, this wind that's coming from heaven, it fills the room and everything is just is shuddering about. The, the lights are now flickering. And the, and the people in the room, the Bible says that tongues like flames of fire that were divided appeared to them and rested on each of them. 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. So just imagine this moment that that suddenly these, these tongues like flames of fire appear. The Holy Spirit fills them up and now they're speaking in different languages. Now, what? What were they speaking? Well, the Bible actually tells us. Verse 5, the Bible says there were Jews living in Jerusalem. They were devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. And so these Jews from Every corner of the earth have found themselves in Jerusalem. And when the disciples come out of the room, these people who have come to the streets of Jerusalem, they've heard the sound of the wind. The disciples come out of the room and they're speaking in languages that the people on the street can understand. So they're speaking in different foreign languages. You could say different known foreign languages. And how do we know that? Because the Bible says in verse 7, And they were astounded and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these who are speaking, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, in Judea, in Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking the magnificent acts of God in our own language. So the Holy Spirit fills them up, gives them an utterance to speak, and what they're speaking is what? The amazing, magnificent acts of God in different known languages so that those who are on the street can actually hear the gospel message, understand, believe, and be saved. Now, friends, this is an amazing, amazing moment in church history. Because at this moment, the Holy Spirit has filled them up and in a powerful display and a sign, God is speaking through the disciples so that people from all over the globe can give their life to Christ. It's it's truly this amazing moment. And the Bible says in verse 12 that they were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this be? But some sneered and said they are full of wine. So what is the excuse on the street? The excuse on the street is this. Well, they obviously are drunk. I mean, it's it's early in the morning. And I mean, obviously, you know, they've been drinking a little bit too much of the wine. And this is what is causing them to be able to do this. Well, friends, I know of no time in, in the history of the world where a drunk man who doesn't know a foreign language is now all of a sudden able to speak in a foreign language. Now, drunk men may stutter in their speech and they may stumble in their speech, but it doesn't give them a supernatural wisdom to be able to speak in a language they don't even know. This can only be the powerful act of God being displayed in the life of the disciples. Now, friends, we think about this in our context and we think about this in our day. And here's what I want to say to you about it. 
Uh, what I want to say to you today is in all corners of the globe, there are people who need to hear the gospel. There are people who need witnesses of the gospel. There are people who need to hear the works and the acts of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit of God has filled you up and has called you to go to every corner of the globe so that all people everywhere can hear in their language what the Holy Spirit of God can do in them and through them through the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to urge you today to listen to the call of God on your life. And if he is calling you to go and to teach and to preach the gospel, I'm going to ask you to yield to that call, submit to that call, and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to take you to all corners of the globe so that the message of Christ can continue going forward in this generation. Friends, listen, I love you. I appreciate you. I always enjoy this time together, and I'll see you next time on New Horizons. God bless.